Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Listening to the Beyond Terrestrial Podcast, your one-stop shop for the outstanding, the unconventional, and the downright strange. Strap in because the boys are about to take a wild ride. I'm Funk Master B, setting up that tea for the duo of gum foolery. Your hosts, Dan and Lee. I believe in aliens. I mean, in an infinitely growing universe, why would we be the only living species? Bigfoot, Nazi, all that stuff, it's got to be real. How are we to say that we're the only ones? It's just ignorant. I think aliens are not only from other planets, but they're time travelers. Welcome back to Beyond Terrestrial, your home for the strange, the macabre, the conspiratorial, and all things supernatural. My name's Lee. I'm coming to you from the Haunted Barn Studios inside the Bell Witch's backyard, and I am joined by my friend, my co-host, my compatriot. Um, sure, why not? He's definitely not a kaiju. Um, Dan Markson. Dan, how are you? Hey, Lee, what's up? I am Dan. I am recording just down from the crossroads where Robert Johnson made his infamous deal with the devil. And today we are talking monsters, but big monsters. And we brought in a uh, special guest, Lee. Please welcome Brian Sheehan from the TV Trivia Pod. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Excited to be here and talk Godzilla. Godzilla. Um, and Brian, we've got a special treat because we are recording on the 31st. You have taken in the newest Godzilla film. Yes, yes. Uh, very exciting. I thought it first, just a special treat to be talking about Godzilla, one of my lifelong loves. And the new movie came out today. I watched it, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm uh, excited we'll, to we'll talk save, about. We'll uh, save we'll save the thumbs up, thumbs down for the end. We'll see right. what people think. Um, that way, people actually listen to the show. <laughs> 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 now, um, Lee, we've covered monsters before. We've done lake monsters. We've done werewolves and vampires. Um, we've done all kinds of different creatures sasquatch right um but these these kaiju they're taking it to another level oh yeah i mean we have not ever really discussed something the size of a like like building right yeah yeah um because Let's face it, no one claims Godzilla's real. <laughs> There's no, like, internet conspiracies out there that Godzilla's actually exists, which honestly su is surprising these days with the amount of conspiracies that exist. <laughs> There's a lot of conspiracies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and how crazy they've gotten, too, Brian. It's absolutely nutty. Uh, now, 
you mentioned your your love for Godzilla, Brian. Um, for me, it goes back to when I was a kid and saw the original Godzilla film in black and white on a on a late night TV rerun. Um, how about you? When were you introduced to the King of Monsters or uh, kaiju movies in general? Uh, I mean, again, it was when I was a kid too. You know, I it which was the '90s for me. Uh, I, I, we had the movies, we had the VHSs, I had the little action figures, you know, uh, I had Godzilla, Space Godzilla, King Ghidorah, of course, probably Mechagodzilla, and one of, and a smaller one that had, like, a type of shell with spikes on its back, I couldn't remember what its name was, but I was just all about Godzilla, the atomic breath, uh, I think everything he does is just so cool. Yeah, that is that is one of the best features. How about you, Lee? When did you come into uh, Kaiju? I may get like mildly beaten up for this, but I got introduced to Kaiju in a film um, in the late 90s that was based. The listeners can't see my uh, air quotes um, that was based on the Godzilla franchise or uh but you know it wasn't great um i'm talking about the the i believe it was 1998 amazing one godzilla oh yeah um well okay let's get let's get to all this godzilla stuff uh we will we will dive into the monsterverse and we'll talk about that infamous 1998 flop oh that was so bad one of the worst (laughs) but the the modern monsterverse kicks off in 2014 with the american godzilla and brian you're you're the guest um what did what did you think about that first godzilla movie since the infamous 98 disaster (laughs) uh i was happy that they were going with the original concept instead of whatever they came up with for whatever new Godzilla should look like in the 1998 one. Uh, I was really, really happy, really excited about that. Um, Was a little, was bummed that there was no one else I recognized in the movie as far as the Godzilla villains go, you know, Mothra being a classic, you know, I thought they might introduce that into the first Godzilla movie and, uh, you know, didn't know what these uh, Mutos were. Uh, Mukos? Mutos. Yeah, Mutos. 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 I got a funny story in relation to that, actually. I apologize for interrupting you. Um, Go ahead. Paramount, Paramount actually didn't secure the rights to anybody but Godzilla. That's why they had to invent their own. Interesting. So. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think Toho was playing it pretty close to the vest, too, after the 1998 flop which is probably this 98 flop is probably part of the a big part of the reason why we got the godzilla movie we got in 2014 um but it turned out that it was a a well received critically for a giant monster movie (laughs) right which i you know i feel like there's a couple of tough things to do there has never been a weather disaster movie that i've loved you know, uh, Day After Tomorrow, I think there's a new one that just came out called Green Green Day? Greenland? Greenland, yeah. That one's got Gerard Butler or something, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2012, just didn't even, I didn't even see it. Didn't look like it was worth my time. Never saw a good weather movie, and I thought uh, a modern giant monster movie would also be really difficult to pull off. Um, but I will say that, uh, again, I don't know if it's just because I'm... Uh, already, uh, what's what's that word when I'm already a little bit emotionally attached to it? Emotionally you had, a, you had a bit of a nostalgia for it. Yeah, a bit of a nostalgia. Yeah, there was uh, this attachment that I already had for Godzilla. So uh, I did enjoy the movie. I definitely don't think it was like a, amazing, but I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. So <sighs> this '98 Godzilla movie. I, I love hate. I have a love hate with this movie um, because we we see in all the trailers, we see Brian Cranston and we're like, yes, Brian Cranston versus Godzilla. And then he dies real quick. And like, yeah. And you're <laughs> left with 
you're left with the guy from Kick-Ass, you know, Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson, right? Um, and what's weird is, so this movie came out in 2014, then in 2015, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen, who plays his wife in this Godzilla movie, are brother and sisters in the Avengers, and I'm like, okay, well, that's a little Game of Thronesy now that I go back and watch it, because I think they're Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> I remember thinking the same exact thing. I was like, wow, what are the odds of this casting here of uh, husband and wife to brother and sister now? Like, <laughs> what are the odds there? And yeah, that's a little bit weird now. <laughs> yeah. So I will um, say with that 98 oh, movie there, I was very young again, uh, again, as, as a 90s kid. And that coming out in 98, I remember crying at the end of that movie because Godzilla had died. And I was like, this isn't supposed to happen. And I was I was uh, emotionally upset that uh, Godzilla had died at the end of that movie. And again, was hoping beyond hope that there would be a sequel with that one egg hatching, you know, as a as a six or seven year old at the time. And uh, I have I have not revisited the movie since. Uh, but yeah, yeah, and don't, I don't think I'm, don't yeah, do I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> Um, you know, honestly, but, they did use that though. I remember I got onto a um, I got onto a cartoon kick with that. They had a Godzilla cartoon that was uh, um, that was based around that, like the the egg hatched and yeah. Anyway, and they sold more merchandise to kids. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, that's that's <laughs> the whole point. Um, so yeah, so and I don't know. Brian Cranston is great early in the movie. And he's so good, but except his hair is a little bit weird. Like I, I don't know if it's a wig or what. I don't even remember. But um, but then he dies off, and we're left with Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's just not nearly as exciting. But at least we have Ken Watanabe as Doctor Sirizawa um, to carry us through the movie. Lee, um, your thoughts on uh, Ken Watanabe and his performance in this movie and his famous line. You mean Godzilla? <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't get past that when they first introduced the name, right? And they first like uh -huh. discussed it. Like they passed it off to him to say and just was like take it straight to Japan. Like just take it straight there. And he did yes. it. I mean, he did it, but then they had him say Godzilla about mm, 6 times in 30 seconds. Like <laughs> so it, you <laughs> he has the gravitas to say Godzilla, and uh, he he did. Um, it says on the IMDb trivia that he insisted on delivering the first Godzilla with mm. the original Japanese Gojira. Okay. I, did, I did think that was kind of cool. I did appreciate that. Yes, good throwback to that. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of the names they've recycled a lot of these names from the original movies. Uh, Sirozawa's recycled, so. Um, it, there's a ton of throwbacks in uh, all of the movies so the thing the thing about this 2014 Godzilla movie I guess there's two major criticisms people like Ken Watanabe they love when he says let them fight you know that's badass mm -hmm. um, but either either you think Godzilla was too fat <laughs> or you think there wasn't enough Godzilla in the movie Um your thoughts, Brian, on the major criticisms. Uh, uh, you, now that you mention it, uh, I do remember having a little bit of a problem with how Godzilla looked. He just was not uh, exactly what I was imagining. I, I think he, I, I do remember this a little more bloated looking figure, too. Uh, so, yes, yes, I'm, I'm definitely with you there. Yeah, they uh, they thought that it would be maybe more proportional because this is a a much larger Godzilla than what's been portrayed in films so because he is so huge he would have to have you know a, a thick base to stand on I guess <laughs> sure <laughs> um, I will I will say too that I do always love when they bring back his theme song which again is the original one from the Japanese movies the whole like Da, 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 da. And, uh, I, I love that and when they played there was a part in the trailer where this played as well when they're 
doing the uh, plane drop off with all that red smoke, and it's just the uh, the strings increasing. Yeah, in- the halo drop, so good. Yeah, that that uh, that scene gave me chills. I, I liked that a lot. Yeah, that was really good. Um, a lot of folks compared this Godzilla movie to Jaws in the way that they held back Godzilla until the end of the fight. Um, you know, in the in the original Jaws movie, you don't really see the shark until he comes out of the water at Chief Brody. And oh, the the name of the family is Brody. Like Aaron, um, Aaron Taylor Johnson, his dad, their last name is Brody, which is an homage to Jaws, I guess. So cool. I mean, is it is it Jaws like Lee? I don't know. You know, I can kind of see that. A lot of the intro stuff, a lot of the the initial like what you're seeing from Godzilla is just his spines traveling through the water, right? Like you just uh-huh. see you just see like that like that stereotypical like shark fin almost. Um except in this case, it's like you know, 70 of them. <laughs> but just kind of <laughs> gliding through the water, right? And and that's when you first see like and until he's officially revealed. A uh, one note though that I had on on God's on like his thickness was I didn't take it as him being like him being like overweight. I saw like I was looking at the shoulders, guys. Like he had like like football player shoulders. Like uh, it was strange to me because it just seemed like it was more articulated than I would have expected from a giant lizard. So. Yeah, it had a very different look from the original rubber suits. Yes. Gotta say, I don't remember Godzilla's shoulders in the original. And then the <laughs> yeah. 2014 one. <laughs> I don't know yeah, what it he, was, but he had some thick shoulders. <laughs> he's a, yeah, it was a different proportion to that Godzilla, so it did throw some people off. Um, I don't know. Is it like Jaws? I don't really think so. They use some first-person shots in the movie where it's like through the goggles of a gas mask or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, through, through his goggles after the halo jump. I do not like the first person shots. Um, but other, other than that, I can't really, uh, lay too much criticism on it. It is a really good movie. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Lee. Oh, I was worried right at the very first part of that halo drop. I was really worried we were going to get into like a Deadpool um, two type of scenario, um, where everybody dies as they hit the ground. <laughs> everybody dies. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been good. Oh my gosh! What a scene! What a scene! Um, <laughs> Sorry, I, I just watched Deadpool last night. So, <laughs> oh man! I and as far as comparing it to Jaws two, uh, I mean Jaws, I I think is. A horror movie right like uh i i was scared of that when i was a kid i was never scared yeah, of godzilla so. when i was a kid um mm-hmm. but you know like that that had that that factor in it with jaws too where um it just had that horror factor that i i that godzilla doesn't have or i don't think they went that way with the movie so i wasn't necessarily scared of godzilla i knew what he wanted to look like and just as an avid Godzilla fan I just wanted to see as much of him as possible uh yeah. so but I don't I don't remember being upset that he wasn't in there more I, I I do wish I do remember wishing I would have seen him more but uh was happy with what I got yeah I think I think the movie really suffers uh just when Godzilla isn't on because I just he didn't like Aaron Taylor Johnson that much, you know. No, no offense to Kickass, he's he's really great in Kickass, but um, uh, just not as good in this movie. But um, he's fantastic yeah, it's like an, at dying. Yeah, it's like an hour. <laughs> uh, it's like an hour into the movie before you see Godzilla, um, and then it's weird because like when he comes out in Hawaii, there's like a tsunami, but then when he comes out in San Francisco, he just kind of like glides out of the bay (laughs) i'm like i don't get it like what what exactly is going on i don't know it it doesn't quite make sense speculation theory is maybe he had to um escape wherever he was sleeping 
I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe it was just the first time he'd been out of the water in a while. And maybe he had some gas from sleeping down there for thousands of years. I don't know. I'm just thinking like breaking his way out from wherever he was um, at Bikini Alto or at Bikini Island. Oh, or whatever. yeah, that's right. Th- that's something we need to touch on is the original themes of Godzilla, Brian. Um, it's all about, you know, uh, the original is all about nuclear weapons and unleashing them on a populace and Godzilla is supposed to be uh, kind of a symbol for nuclear weaponry but in 2014 we don't really have uh, this the quite the same fear of nukes as uh, Japanese people would in the 50s uh, so what are your thoughts on the 2014 movie and the the themes that that tries to get across oh man uh, well I I'm going to tell you right off the bat that I, I don't do super well uh, looking into those kinds of details and, like, uh, the themes <laughs> yeah. behind and stuff. I, I do remember hearing that uh, that the original Godzilla was maybe a form of almost, I guess, atonement, maybe, that they that uh, Japan might have felt bad for the uh, Pearl Harbor bombings and the uh, nuclear attack that then followed and how this Godzilla was some recreation of that. And um, that's why his, his body is also like all scarred and beat up too. I, I do remember hearing that somewhere, but um, I, I I don't know as far as themes for this new Godzilla and, and what anything of that he means in this. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't really connect to the old one. Uh, very well i mean it's 2014 it's made by a big hollywood studio it's a giant monster movie um there's there's really not a lot they do a little bit um you know with the there's like a nuclear reactor uh that gets shut down and it's very reminiscent of like the fukushima disaster um so there is a little bit of an environmental message in there but it all gets washed away by the giant big budget Hollywood movie that surrounds it I think Lee your thoughts I kind of agree with that it's it is a little strange that there's not the same connection I do like that they they tried to create some sort of a backstory um some sort of a oh they weren't testing nuclear weapons they were using them they were trying to kill something Mm -hmm. um which is kind of an interesting scenario there uh But, I mean, other than that, there's not a whole lot of connection to the original. And I think that that's... I don't think that they wanted to go with that route. I think the original connected great with Japan-based audiences and some people in the U.S. um, because of its uh, relation or, I mean, I guess, uh, analogy to the atomic bombs, right? Yeah, it's a bit more topical um, in the 50s. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. And in more modern times, it's not as topical for us. So we it went after more of the big budget Michael Bay style. Let's have some explosions and have something destroy something. And honestly, I think they did a decent job. Um, I do. Yeah, have have our army guys save the day, right? Very Michael Bay. <laughs> well, our- Lee, you touched on it, the backstory and. Uh, the threads that connect all these MonsterVerse movies, uh, notably the Monarch Corporation, we will, we've established the MonsterVerse with this Godzilla movie. We will move on to the other movies after we take a quick break. Welcome back to Beyond Terrestrial. Guys, we've been discussing Godzilla, the new MonsterVerse. We just finished uh, the, the 2014 movie. Dan, what are we going to do next? Uh, next is Skull Island, Kong Skull Island from 2017, Lee. Kong Skull Island. Now, uh, Brian, your, uh, your overall thoughts on the second entry into the MonsterVerse and uh, King Kong. And before we even get there, I wanted to also throw out that I thought it was interesting that Toho made a Shin Godzilla in 2016. 
uh, yes. not long oh, after yes. this one. Go. <laughs> yeah, it is. And um, it don't, doesn't in Shin Godzilla, uh, the Godzilla defeats the the lizard Godzilla from 1998? I can't. You know, I, that, I don't. It, it's in I, one of those Toho movies. There, uh, they bring back the even, 98 Godzilla just so the real Godzilla can crush him. Oh, uh, you know, this one didn't <laughs> even have another kaiju in it. This was a whole reboot. They rebooted Godzilla here. This wasn't oh, a yeah. continuation from any of the other ones. And Shin, they uh, they started with, you know, a, uh, a a creature that wasn't that became Godzilla as it mutated and, he and evolves. evolved. Yes, 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 yes. He does evolve. I remember that now. I remember him coming out of the ocean with like no arms and um, evolving into Godzilla. And a very uh, interesting scene at the end with a close-up of his tail um, that I would love to know information on, love to know more information on it. it I, I don't know if I want to give it away or something, but anyway, I just thought it'd be interesting to bring up Shin Godzilla real quick. Yeah, the, those those Toho movies um, all really good. Then they do a very good job at creating a continuity out of movies that are all like very different and have different eras and i mean go back to the 50s and some of them are cheesy as heck but um it, it kind of is its own thing that is um very very special i think um the japanese movies but the uh the american ones the big budget ones uh they roll in they roll from godzilla to kong because they are looking for the bucks <laughs> right yes um, and i think what's uh What's crazy about this uh, Skull Island movie is that they've set it during Vietnam, which is not um, an era that people uh, expect for, you know, a giant monster movie. Like, the 70s has been kind of overlooked. There, You know, there's the 50s when Godzilla comes out, and there's these modern ones. Um, but for American audiences, a lot of that time is skipped in the middle. Right, and I, and I understand why... They had to do it with Kong being a lot smaller then, and you know, I think I think we all knew we were leading up to this remake of King Kong versus Godzilla uh, from I think the '60s or something. So we knew it was coming, and uh, you know, they had to, they had to have that line in this movie that said that said he's still growing. So you know, by the time we can get to this now 2021 movie, uh, he is now the same size as Godzilla and able to fight. Uh, on more equal playing grounds yes for sure and you know what's crazy is even um even though he's still growing this version of kong in skull island was the largest kong ever put to screen um so now he's just gonna get bigger um but like the peter jackson kong was just a gorilla like 25 feet tall yeah <laughs> you know um this kong not a gorilla massive as more bipedal the the kong they do in skull island um lee your thoughts on kind of updating kong from the gorilla to a uh more of a almost almost sasquatch like kaiju yeah so when i looked at that and i i thought the uh the peter jackson one was an okay movie um and I honestly thought the Peter Jackson one going into Skull Island, even well after Skull Island, because I didn't realize um, that it was a sequel or like Skull Island was a sequel to um, that Kong, that Peter Jackson Kong. It's not actually um, Peter Jackson did a Kong movie. And then a few years later, they came out with another Kong movie to create the monster verse. Uh, and I like the way that they went about it. Uh, I think they more more likely it was more like they took the uh, they took Kong back to its kind of roots, right? Um, original Kong was a guy in a monkey suit, walked more bipedal, right? Um, mm -hmm. And and I think that by making him more bipedal, by by pulling away from that, um, it makes him a little bit more human. Uh, where there was that hard that hard connect with why. You know why Kong's falling in love with a woman when he looks like a gorilla? Um, I mean, it's still kind of weird, uh, and it didn't do that in in Skull Island really at all. But it kind of, you kind of think like, oh, it makes a little more sense, right? To me, at least. Yeah. 
Um, so, Brian, one thing you talked about with uh, Jaws is how it's a bit more of a horror movie. For me, the King Kong movies were always a bit more of a horror movie because when you get to Skull Island, there's all of these weird creatures, you know, and uh, they fall down in a pit and there's worms or there's in this movie, they have uh, these spiders with bamboo legs that stab people and birds that do all kinds of like it's it's a bit more of a horror movie. And I liked that they took uh, this Skull Island movie to that place your your thoughts on the on the horror of skull island there were definitely more scenes in this king kong movie that made me jump a little bit more maybe maybe not jump but like whoa wasn't expecting that whole spider bamboo leg scene where that yeah. they took care of some people there uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow uh but yeah yeah i did uh i i I liked I liked the King Kong movie. It again, I thought it was good, and again, not another uh, not another great movie. Um, I guess I guess again, I was hoping for maybe like something else I might have recognized from those old movies. Again, the main uh, I guess bad guy monster are these skull crawlers. I think they're called. Yeah. Um, which, which again, were, were cool looking, and uh, it was cool to see King Kong take care of some of them, too. Uh, but I, I remember something not necessarily clicking with me, but still enjoying it enough. Yeah. Um, Lee, what did, what did you think? Was the, was the movie scary at all? Were the other creatures freaky enough for you? You know what? I think I'm a little bit spoiled by... Um by things like Pacific Rim and other things like that, right? These uh, giant monsters uh, and the the ways that they look, they're, they're just blending together to me in many ways. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, the skull crawlers were cruel, um, but they weren't like anything crazy. And I, I think one thing, like we keep talking about it being a great movie or not being like a great, great movie. We got to remember, these are giant monster fighting movies. They're not intended <sighs> to be a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, they're not going to be the new uh, Matrix or Shawshank Redemption or, you know, Dark Knight or something, you know? It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> and if well, they were, um, it would be a surprise to me, right? Like, <laughs> so, <yeah>. like <laughs> this this movie has a pretty star-studded cast, though. I mean, you got, um, you know, just from the Marvel movies, you got Tom Hiddleston, Brie Larson, Sam Jackson, um, John C. Riley, yep. Toby toby kebble who tangentially related to the marvel movies because he was dr doom in that terrible fan four stick movie um, and uh then uh then he had john goodman and i mean it was just a really good cast in this in this flick yeah. i thought um but i mean at the end of the day it is still a giant monster movie john c Riley really good in this movie as kind of uh, a bit of comic relief to it. I did like him in this. I also did. I, I mean, I liked the movie. I, I just was thinking to myself when we're talking about it being fantastic, I'm, or, you know, I'm just like, oh, well, they're giant monster movies. That's what I went to see, but... Right. Yeah. I I will say, too, I wanted to bring back another point we were talking about earlier. Uh, another reason why I think it's hard to make these giant monster movies is I think something we saw in Man of Steel as well where it's just maybe hard to justify maybe not justify but what do you do next after all this destruction Godzilla just leveled San Francisco I think and I do we solve that by never shooting another scene in San Francisco or like do they rebuild like I guess the whole what happens next after that so I think that's a hard part to uh, come to terms with in these giant monster movies. But I also like, I, I did like how they explained what Godzilla was doing. He's not, you know, he's not just m monkeying around and, uh, you know, just destroying cities. <laughs> he is, uh, he is asserting his dominance. He is the alpha monster and has to uh, remain the alpha monster and fight for his territory, which I guess is basically Earth. So uh, I did appreciate that uh, maybe like biological, uh, 
you know, making sense of what he's doing. Yeah, it, it does make a lot of sense. And Kong is the same way, except in this movie, he is more of an adolescent who has competition for the top spot um, just on Skull Island. So I think that's um, a nice little twist that they threw in there. And there's a lot of literary references in this movie. Um, Tom Hiddleston's character is named Conrad. Uh, Joseph Conrad wrote a book called Heart of Darkness that was the basis for um, Apocalypse Now, a very famous Vietnam movie. Um, and then um, Samuel L. Jackson's character, Colonel Packard, is essentially Captain Ahab. <laughs> like and oh, Kong cool. is his white whale um, because after after Kong destroys all the helicopters he goes on a uh, on a we're gonna get this monkey kind of kick <laughs> at all costs and uh, in, in the end it uh, costs him his life before he can get to his famous uh, Sam Jackson MF airline uh, he, it's one of those movies where he like gets part of it out and then dies <laughs> <laughs> Okay. That way they don't have to edit it for TV. I like it. I like it. I like it. Now, uh, I can't remember in the 2014 Godzilla movie, but this had something after the credits as well, right? Yeah. Um. So this, yeah, I love the post-credits scene. Always love post-credits scenes. Yeah. Yeah. This it's very Marvel-esque, and it's got Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson. And it's like, oh, yeah, here we go. There's more. And you see the cave paintings and you see the other kaiju. And it's like, here we go. We are going to bring it all together. And that's what they do in the next movie, Godzilla, King of the Monsters 2019. And Lee, I mean, I was complaining a little bit about not seeing enough Godzilla in the first movie. They went a full 180 in the next one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was all Godzilla. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked that they started bringing in more of the characters you would recognize, right? King Gamora. Yes. Um, and the uh, Mothra, right? And I, I really did like the overall uh, scheme of it. But you're right, Dan. I mean, they, they absolutely did a 180. They're like, here's, here's more Godzilla. So... It makes me wonder, yeah. and it's one of those things where you wonder about, like, what the politics are. Like, what if, like, the... Like, to me, I'm wondering if they only had so much time they could run Godzilla in the first movie, right? Like, there was only so much time they had available to them that they had paid for. So. Yeah, I, th I think the first movie, it's an artistic choice. Um, and then this movie, it's, uh, again, another choice... Um, but it swings the pendulum all the way to the other end. <laughs> You've seen him. Now we don't have to be coy about it. Yeah, Fair. yeah. It's the cat's out of the bag. Let's do it. Um, and, you know, Brian, you were talking before about the other monsters. I mean, they bring them all in. Well, all the all the heavy hitters, right? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was so excited to, you know, I haven't seen King Ghidorah in so long uh so it was very exciting to uh see uh him again king dora mothra you know uh wasn't as familiar with rodan but you know was super excited that they brought all these characters back um and i will i will say i feel like this is i i like that they're doing this multiverse thing i i'm really into this idea that uh, it seems like maybe marvel kind of started uh doing uh but i i feel like at this point marvel has still been doing it best you know um i i enjoy the marvel movies but uh again don't think they're like the greatest thing in the world but um you know it just seems like with all these other franchises this whole dark universe that they try to do with uh the mummy and oh yeah <laughs> that one uh the dc one here this new monster verse um, you know, this retention of characters in, in the new Godzilla movie, we see no one from the first Godzilla. Well, not that I remember none of the big characters, um, no one from King Kong, which again did happen 
in the 70s so i guess that you know makes sense but you know it's with if you're trying to do this multiverse type thing uh cinematic universe i should say it is nice to have that consistency you know in uh, in your characters yeah and that's um that part of the godzilla king of the monsters is really good because we do have sirizawa come back from the 2014 movie ken watanabe kind of anchors that movie and ties it together and then um you know spoiler alert uh sacrifices himself for godzilla which is actually a pretty cool little scene um there's is that the like underwater the hollow scene? earth yes the hollow earth stuff that they revealed i thought that was a really cool deal lee you you're our 40 and guy you love that hollow earth uh <laughs> lost continent of mew atlantis sort of stuff um they put they put it all into this movie they're like yeah lost civilization boom there it is yeah i i really think that they were going after something uh that i that's right up my wheelhouse i i love that kind of thought process i love the i love the hollow earth um atlantis all of those uh, one of the yeah one of the basics of my reality in the world Yes. I now I I saw in the IMDb page in the trivia and I I'm going to have to go back to the movie and rewind. But they said one of the kaiju is called Leviathan and it is based in Loch Ness. So, I don't know. Go to the map of the kaiju when they come up and pause the movie see if they have one up there in Scotland. I don't know. Interesting. Um, but they they did make up a bunch of kaiju for the movie. So, they were like you know the mastodon and a bunch of these others are kind of some of them are based on older toho kaiju uh maybe they didn't have the rights to them so they had to give them a different name but uh they yeah they've got it all they brought it all out um but other than ken wantanabe i I don't know about the i think the rest of the cast of this movie kind of suffers because there's so much monster fight action right um like does anyone care about kyle chandler in this movie no i'm like oh that's the coach from friday night lights right (laughs) like every time he gives a speech about the monsters and how they're going to track them i expect him to finish with clear eyes full hearts can't lose and then go out there (laughs) and beat the monsters Uh, (laughs) but but that never happens i i feel a little bit let down (laughs) I, I I will say in again if I'm if I'm doing the the thumbs up thumbs down game with with this one too um, something I try and tell people uh, I think a good rule to live by is the key to happiness is low expectations, uh, which <laughs> what I, I try to do best... with my girlfriend every night, <laughs> <laughs> which which I think is something uh, that I think comes to most what I can see the most in. Uh, has worked in is Guardians of the Galaxy and the first Avengers movie. You know, by the time the first Avengers movie came out, I was a little tired. You know, we've done superhero movies now for years. How are they, like, they're they're decent with one superhero. How are they going to make a good movie with six? And I was impressed. You know, it, this was good. The same thing happened with Guardians of the Galaxy. I see a talking raccoon in the trailer. I'm like, this is going to be garbage. You know, this... Yeah, how are no one expected that this? one. <laughs> And, uh, and I loved Guardians of the Galaxy. This exceeded my expectations. And I think I was just so excited about seeing King Ghidorah again um, that maybe my expectations were a little too high with this movie and maybe uh, it didn't quite hit where I wanted it to. Yeah. Well, I do like that they preserved his alien origins. At least they did have that in the movie. So that was really good. Um, again, parts of this movie just like don't make a lot of sense. Uh, parts of all these monster movies don't make a lot of sense. You know, they have all the helicopters in Skull Island that take off from the boat. And then you're like, wait, that's more helicopters than we're on the boat. <laughs> right. Um, they're in they're in Bermuda underwater and then just fly to Antarctica. How long did it take them? I don't know. That's got to be at least a 12 hour flight, dude. <laughs> Dan, the timing on how long it takes them to get to Antarctica is your breaking point in a movie where there's a giant <laughs> reptile that is capable of Look. shooting atomic energy out of his mouth. And this is Look, your catch. I'm just saying. 
love it. I'm just saying <laughs> that maybe a little, a little dash, a little, a little hint of realism here. They're sprinkled throughout the movie. What, did you want to give did, it? Did you want to like, like, twenty minutes of them just like bullshitting on a plane? Like, <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, th- they're in Antarctica. They're gonna bring out King Ghidorah. And they're like, oh, we found them. They're in Antarctica. Let's go get them from Bermuda. Oh, well, come on now, dude. It's gonna take a. It's gonna take a minute. So just give us, give us some kind of notion that time has passed. Like, the people in Antarctica wake up the next day and like, okay, now we're gonna open it up. Like, we just need a little. Little something, something there. Five o'clock shadow or something on somebody's face. <laughs> <day>, like <laughs> they're, they're drinking coffee. Like we're it, it's been twelve hours. Are we ready to get King Ghidorah out now? Like that. <laughs> we need something. How'd you sleep, Ron? Throwaway like, line of dialogue. Like, how'd, you, <laughs> how'd you sleep, Ron? Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I, um, I did forget King Ghidorah was an alien in the original ones, but I, they did bring that back too in. The Godzilla, I guess, anime series they kind of brought to Netflix. Mm-hmm. They did a trilogy of Godzilla anime movies uh, and King Ghidorah. They very, very uh, abstract take on King Ghidorah in uh, in those movies. But uh, but I guess again, it came from space. Yeah. Well, I and, mean, in those and, movies, he was a god. Sorry, Dan, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I love. I love uh, discussions of Ghidorah. Um, I didn't know. I didn't know the heads have names. Hmm. I did not either. There you go. Um, <laughs> this is this is genius. Uh, their names are Ichi, Ni, and San, which is Japanese for one, two, three. <laughs> nice and simple. Nice yeah, and simple. Uh, Can't forget oh. that. Yeah, and and the middle head is supposed to be like the one in charge, and the two other heads are like, uh, you know, henchmen. I guess I don't know. Right, <laughs> and hype they men. grow back. They grow back. Hype men, yeah. henchmen, henchmen. No hype uh, men. I'm just imagining the, they don't have any control. They're just there talking crap, <laughs> <laughs> doing a Ghidorah rap. I can see that. That would be good. Did the heads grow back in the new one? Yeah, in yes. this yeah, yes, in this they uh, did. 2019 one they grow back, yeah. yeah. Um and then at the end of the movie, Charles Dance, uh who played Tywin Lannister on Game of Thrones, his character's name is like Jonah or something like that. He he gets a hold of one of the severed heads of Ghidorah, which probably we think might be a hint for like a Mecha Ghidorah maybe, I don't know. We've got someone who's maybe uh, seen the next movie here. Don't give us any spoilers, though. No spoilers. I'm I, out I, to go. I promise to go I won't give, the theater. Yeah, I promise I won't give any spoilers. But uh, but what was it? The middle head that Godzilla took off in the second one in King of the Monsters. Oh, you know what? I don't remember if it was the middle one. I thought it was one of the side ones. Because I know Maybe, it, you remember. I don't. I remember. just watched it today. I do not remember. Uh, Maybe it was. I think it might have been. I think it might have been. In that case, um, then I definitely seeing that in theaters would have definitely got me pumped up for Mecha King Kador because I know that because that's again absolutely a thing I'm familiar with from the uh, Toho ones. Uh, so I, I would have been very pumped to see that. Yeah, and then um, you know you were saying Brian about where do they go from you know the city destruction in this movie. They destroy like half the planet. <laughs> they just take it out everywhere. The, all the kaiju, they pop out of wherever they're living. They destroy it. They they destroy the whole East Coast, it seems like. Um, Washington, D.C., Boston, just gone. Um, but then uh, at the end of the movie, in the end credits, it's like, oh, everywhere the kaiju have been, there's nice plants growing. Look at the pretty flowers. Never mind the tens of thousands of people who were killed. But look at all these pretty flowers. And, oh, look, the kaiju poop. It could be used for fuel. (laughs) Man, I I have not seen these movies since I first watched them in theaters. And uh, (laughs) this is not a part that stuck with me. 
yeah, the the end just strikes a weird tone with me uh, in the end credits. But I mean, it does set up the next movie, you know, the Godzilla versus Kong showdown, and that's all we really want. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I just thought I just thought this movie didn't make a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. You know, it's got a MacGuffin, the the orca that controls the kaiju. Um, I thought that was, you know, okay, but it seems a little bit odd that, you know, this little box can control King Ghidorah, an alien, right, um, sent to conquer the earth, uh, you know, just, I don't know, but also giant monster movie. So whatever, suspension of disbelief. (laughs) (laughs) So does that bring us to the newest one? I, I think I it think does. so, but before we give our thumbs up or thumbs down from Brian, we need to take a quick break. And we're back. Guys, we have been talking kaiju. We have linked all these monster movies together in the MonsterVerse in preparation for Godzilla vs. Kong, which dropped today. Um, We have seen the Monarch Corporation go from its, you know, 50s infancy trying to nuke Godzilla through its uh, hard times in the 70s looking for money in Vietnam all the way up to its, uh, I don't know, more shadowy nefarious kaiju protecting ways like it it just grows exponentially and so does this monster verse yeah into drives brian cranston crazy like (laughs) right yeah (laughs) it's so good um it gets bigger and bigger and then we get to where we are now 2021 pandemic movie drops on hbo max and in the theaters which I'm going to go get my COVID shot just so I can go to the theaters and watch it. It's worth it for Godzilla. <laughs> exactly. I'm holding out. But Brian, you checked it out. What What did you think of the new movie? Uh, first off, I do want to say as far as kaiju movies are concerned as well, the only one, the only other I can think of in uh, the last 10, 15 years here is Pacific Rim, which I think we mentioned earlier. And I have to say, say i like godzilla more than pacific Rim. there you go uh that's definitely a plus and we've seen we've seen some cool stuff in the trailers for this movie i mean uh like kong and godzilla on an aircraft carrier duking it out like sign me up like i'm in sold (laughs) as far as thumbs up or thumbs down here confident thumbs up for this movie here there you go there you go it's a big plus so go check it out um it's on hbo max you guys hbo max is where it's at so many good movies on there and that's only my, for that's 30 my days i think yeah it's only till the end of the month yes so get on there 30 it's 30 days or 31 days so there you go get in it lee uh did i give you my hbo max password no you keep hinting at it and then you <laughs> you go away you're, you're like, I'm going to give you that password. And then you're like, hey, hey, did you see this puppy over here? Like, such a cute oh, puppy. Hey, oh. <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom right now. Uh, Lee, you get the check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's not wrong about that. And we just like now Dan can't now. Dan, you made it so you can't do it because somebody at HBO just listened to this or will have just listened to this. Oh, yeah, that's right. We should put it out there. Well, what are you going to do? They're missing out on a viewer. <laughs> but, yeah, no, we're we're holding out. We'll see. I'm going to avoid all the spoilers until uh, I get my – until I get the jab and I get into the theater because I got to see it on the big screen. There's nothing like kaiju on the big screen. Um, you should have seen you should have seen the politicking I had to do with my wife to get her to go to Pacific Rim. I was like, no, we're going to that movie in the theater. Like, that's not one you wait for on DVD. No. Mm-mm. How'd that go yeah, over with Sarah? Definitely those movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this is this is one of them. So we love it. We love giant monsters. 
And Brian, we are um, fans of TV Trivia Pod. Tell us about your show. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I host a podcast called TV Trivia Pod where I do trivia questions from TV shows. Uh, I, I, again, I, I love this type of thing. You mentioned it earlier, IMDb Trivia. I check it out after every movie. Uh, it's just something I love to do. Uh, and uh, you mentioned how you were on Jeopardy, which is so cool. Really impressive. Uh, I've never been good at trivia, but I love whenever there's TV or movie rounds at the bar. You know, I, I, I love that. Um, so I have made a podcast just dedicated to that TV movie round. So, again, uh, I'm, I'm not doing that behind-the-scenes stuff. These are questions like, for example, from The Office, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? You know, um, Dwight has a bed and breakfast. Threat what Level Midnight. The... Oh, there it was, Threat Level Midnight. Uh, Dwight has a bed and breakfast with three themed rooms. What are the three themes? Oh, no, I got nothing there. That's a, th- that's a good oh, one. Oh, I think I had this one. Oh, oh. Bears, Beats, and Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> oh, I can't remember, but I remember hearing that question somewhere. I must have listened to your podcast at one point. Oh, it, it was must in have. there. It was in there. Uh, this was uh, Pam and Jim stayed in the irrigation-themed room. Uh, there were pipes all over the walls and <laughs> nice, stuff. Nice, nice. There was also America and Nighttime, where the... Uh, <laughs> nighttime. Were <laughs> the three themes. But so again, it's just it's just asking questions. If you've seen the show, you can uh you can answer these questions here. So uh yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's kind of it's almost kind of a watch along too, because uh you, you say we're gonna do these episodes and um it's it's really cool. I like the way it's formatted. Um we could have used you at my last trivia night. We had a question about the middle names of all the characters from friends i'm like oh god middle names yeah i don't know chandler's middle name was muriel i guess i don't know (laughs) wow i i am planning on covering friends at some point again right now i've covered the office some of the office um rick and morty and the boys uh i'd like to finish covering the office uh i'd love to cover it's always sunny uh, sometime. Maybe, oh, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Maybe Community. Um, Rick and Morty Season 5 trailer just dropped. Um, so, guys, check it. Check out all this stuff. Um, all these great shows. Uh, the Monsterverse. TV Trivia Pod. And uh, keep looking out for more from out there, Beyond Terrestrial. Thank you for listening to Beyond Terrestrial. All three of y'all. If you're still a fan of this show, follow Beyond Terrestrial on social media and join the Beyonders Facebook group for even more strangeness. Links to everything, including previous episodes, are available at beyondterrestrial.com. That's the place to go for stickers, merch, show swag, and our Patreon. Patrons get exclusive access to ad-free shows, giveaways, and the unedited after-show show. Anything you give to the show goes straight to Funk Master B's bachelor pad, which for now is also where these giant turkeys record this show. This show was edited by Simple Equations Media with music by Mike Root. Dan and Lee will be back next Tuesday with more from Beyond Terrestrial. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.